the Gospel of Mark, and I'm reading from Mark chapter 1 and from verse 35. Mark chapter 1 and from verse 35. Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Simon and his companions went to look for him, and when they found him, they exclaimed, Everyone is looking for you. Jesus replied, Let us go somewhere else to the nearby villages, so that I can preach there also. That is why I have come. So he travelled throughout Galilee, preaching in their synagogues and driving out demons. A man with leprosy came to him and begged him on his knees, If you are willing... You can make me clean. Filled with compassion, Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. I am willing, he said, be clean. Immediately the leprosy left him and he was cured. Jesus sent him away at once with a strong warning. See that you don't tell this to anyone, but go show yourself to the priest and offer the sacrifices that Moses commanded for your cleansing as a testimony to them. Instead, he went out and began to talk freely, spreading the news. As a result, Jesus could no longer enter a town openly, but stayed outside in lonely places. Yet the people still came to him from everywhere. Passage that we read uh, during the uh, the children's uh, talk, uh, Paul reminds us uh, of who we are to be like. I wonder whether any of you, as you were growing up, uh, did you have a hero? Anybody you wanted to be like? So Donald. Forgive me my ignorance, but tell all the people's ignorance. Who was he? Former Australian batsman and captain. Former Australian batsman and captain. I'm not a cricket person. You see, I grew up wanting to be like George Best. But uh, anybody else go up wanting to be like somebody? No. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, keep that keep that question, that same question in mind. Uh, that we ask the children, because this morning uh, we're looking at the story of the cleansing. Uh, of the leper which is recorded in Matthew's gospel and Mark's gospel and, uh, and Luke's gospel and uh, in looking at this story of, uh, of Jesus cleansing the leper uh, I want to pull out some things of it uh, that teach us about how we can also be like Jesus Max Lucado uh, in, in his book Just Like Jesus he says this What if for one day Jesus were to become you? What if for 24 hours Jesus wakes up in your bed, walks in your shoes, lives in your house, assumes your schedule, your boss becomes his boss, your mother becomes his mother, your pains become his pains, with one exception, nothing about your life changes. Your health doesn't change, your circumstances don't change, your schedule isn't altered, your problems aren't solved, only one change occurs. What if for that one day Jesus lives your life with his heart beating in your heart? Your heart gets the day off and your life is led by the heart of Christ. His priorities govern your actions, his passions drive your decisions, his love directs your behaviour. 
What would you be like? Would people notice a change? Your family, would they see something new? Your co-workers, would they sense a difference? What about the less fortunate? Would you treat them the same? And your friends, would they detect more joy? How about your enemies? Would they receive more mercy from Christ's heart than yours? And you, how would you feel? What alterations would this transplant have on your stress level? Your mood swings, your temper? Would you sleep better? Would you see sunsets differently? Would you uh, see death differently, taxes differently? Any chance you'd need fewer aspirin? How about your reaction to traffic jams? Would you still dread what you're dreading? Better yet, would you still do what you are doing? Would you still do what you plan to do for the next 24 hours? Pause and think about your schedule, obligation, engagements, outings, appointments. With Jesus taking over your heart, would anything change? Keep working on this for a moment. Adjust the lens of your imagination until you have a clear picture of Jesus leading your life. Then snap the shutter and frame the image. What you see is what God wants. God plans for you nothing short of a new heart. If you were a car, God would want control of your engine. If you were a computer, God would claim the software and the hard drive. If you were an airplane, he'd take his seat in the cockpit. But you are a person and God wants to change your heart. God wants you to be just like Jesus. He wants you to have a heart just like Jesus. God loves you just the way you are, but he refuses to leave you that way. He wants you to be just like Jesus. Great words from uh, the author Max Lucado in his book, Just Like Jesus. And uh, in that passage that we read from Mark's Gospel, uh, there were three ways, I think, in which... We can be just like Jesus. The leper comes to Jesus. A man with leprosy came to him and begged him on his knees, If you are willing, you can make me clean. And the first response that I see in Jesus is from the heart. And I think we need to have a heart like Jesus. A heart like Jesus. Filled with compassion, Jesus reaches out to the man. Filled with compassion. I don't know what you know about people with uh, leprosy. Uh, Leprosy is uh, a disease that we still find today. It's called Hansen disease. It's a highly infectious disease that in Bible times was pretty much incurable. If somebody had leprosy, uh, they had to go to the priest... And the priest declared them unclean. And they were sent away to a special place where only lepers gathered, leopard colonies. And they weren't allowed to have contact with anybody in society. They had to leave their family, they had to leave their children. Uh, They were outcasts of society. And in fact, uh, the law said that they weren't allowed to approach anybody within 50 feet. And if it was a windy day, which it was yesterday, wasn't it? Uh, The rule changed to 200 feet. And whenever they saw anybody, they had to shout, unclean, unclean. People didn't go anywhere near them. And we read that Jesus, filled with compassion, reaches out to this person. Compassion is a word 
that refers to a feeling of deep sympathy and sorrow for another who is stricken by misfortune, accompanied by a strong desire to alleviate the suffering. When Jesus looked upon this man, his heart was stirred into action. Notice the man's faith. He comes to Jesus and he says, If you are willing, you can make me clean. He believes in his heart that Jesus can change his circumstances. So that's the first thing that I want to say. If we want to be like Jesus, we have to have a heart for Jesus, like Jesus. When we see people in need, uh, whether it's in Lom or in Rosendale or in Manchester or in India or in Syria, uh, we have to have a heart like Jesus that reaches out in compassion. Were your hearts moved when you saw the video of the plight of Syria? When we see uh, pictures and images of children in India that we've seen that Donna and Peter have brought back. And our hearts moved when we see people living in less than desirable circumstances. Do we have a heart like Jesus that reaches out to those people who are in need? If we're going to be like Jesus, then we need to have a heart like him. And the truth is, you know, when that, in that reading that I read from Max Lucado, when he said, imagine for a day if Jesus came in li- and lived in you, the Bible tells us that Christ does live in us. Uh, we don't have to imagine it. It's something that can happen. Uh, Barbara was talking about the change that has taken place in her life since Jesus came and lived in her heart. And the invitation that we offer is that Jesus can come and live in your heart. And if he does, he will change your heart. And he will make you more like Jesus. So the first thing is to have a heart like Jesus. The second thing, if we're going to be like Jesus, is that we have to have hands like Jesus. Hands like Jesus. It says in in Mark's Gospel that Jesus reached out his hand and he touched the man. Now remember that uh, this man had been declared... uh, ceremonially unclean and not only were you not supposed to go anywhere near them but you certainly weren't supposed to touch a leper there would have been fear in touching a leper in case you contacted the disease and Jesus breaks that taboo because not only is his heart stirred but he reaches out and he touches the man touches the man touch is so important isn't it I wonder uh, whether you'd go with me on this and just uh, shake the hand of the person next to you. Just grab hold of the hand and, and, and shake it. A very formal English-British greeting, but there's something important, isn't there, in the touch. You know, some of us go a bit further and maybe a, a hug and, and, and a kiss when we greet people. But there's something very important about touch. For some people this morning, that might have been the first bit of human contact. If you live on your own, uh, that might have been the first bit of human contact that you've had all week. I don't know. Uh, but touch is really important. And Jesus doesn't just reach out from his heart. He actually touches this man. He could have healed this man without touching him. 
Uh, we read of, you know, when the centurion came to Jesus and said, you know, you don't need to come to my house. You just need to speak the words and, and I know that you will be able to heal my child. And Jesus did. He didn't have to touch people. But in this instance, he wanted this man to know that he was loved and cared for by God. And he reaches out and he touches this man. Hands like Jesus. We need to have hands like Jesus. And you know, we need to touch people. Appropriately, obviously. Uh, you know, we, we're very hot on safeguarding and everything and it's got to be appropriate. But sometimes, you know, when you greet people and you meet people, just offer them that hand of friendship. Maybe even if it's appropriate, you know, give them a hug. Uh, because... Like I said this morning, for some people, that might be the only touch that they get all the, all the week. And tell them that God loves them. Chris Tufford, who was the uh, uh, Baptist Union president last year, uh, he had this thing, didn't he, about going into the streets. And he went into the streets with a sign saying, free hugs. Nothing else, just free hugs. And he offered people free hugs. And it was amazing how many people came and just received a hug. And so many people uh, came and queued for hugs because people long for that human contact. And Jesus reaches out and he touches the man. Uh, a guy called um, Dr. Paul Brand, who's worked a lot with people with leprosy, wrote a book called Fearfully and Wonderfully Made with Philip Yancey. And in it he says this, more than any other person in the world, a person with leprosy needs to be treated by someone who will reach out his hand and touch him. Oh, I have seen men break down in tears at that time because they have found someone who will touch them. In Jesus' day, people with leprosy were the untouchables, the unclean. The question we have to ask ourselves today is, who are the untouchables in our society? Who are the people in our society that nobody else will touch, that nobody else will go near? And we not only need to find those people, we need to reach out and touch them in the name of Jesus. If we're going to be like Jesus, we have to have a heart like Jesus, and we have to have hands like Jesus that reach out and touch people. So, heart like Jesus, hands like Jesus. And then finally, if we're going to be like Jesus, we need to heal like Jesus. We need to heal like Jesus. Found this little cartoon that I thought you would uh, find uh, amusing. Lepers, I heal lepers, Jesus says to the poor leopard that uh, approaches him. Uh, We need to be like Jesus. Immediately, the leprosy left him and he was cured. Immediately, the leprosy left him and this man was cured. As Jesus touches this man... He was cured. One person writing about this passage says, The key to understanding this passage is realising that this is not so much a story about physical healing, but about a person being reinstated to the community. Notice when the person's healed, uh, Jesus tells him to go to the priest. The reason why he tells him to go to the priest, we could read if he wanted in Leviticus chapter 14, all about the ceremonial processes somebody who was unclean had to go through to be declared clean. But it was the priest who could declare somebody clean. But by declaring this person clean, it allowed him back into society. 
It would mean that this person could go back to his family. It could mean that this person could go back to living a normal life. This person is made clean. We need to heal like Jesus. We need to make a difference in people's lives. I've got to be honest. um, I'm not sure that we can heal in the same way that Jesus heals. I'm not sure that we can. I'd love it if we could. And uh, I'm sure some of you afterwards will tell me that we can if we had enough faith. But I'm not sure that we can because um, we just don't see it. But I, I wish that we could. But what we can do is we can make a difference in people's lives. Jesus, when he met with people, he physically healed them. Let's not deny that. He physically healed them. And I'm not saying that we don't pray for people to be physically healed because we do all the time. Um, But we can leave people feeling better. You know, sometimes people come to see me and uh, I've got to be honest, they don't always leave me feeling better. Sometimes people come to see me and they feel they leave me feeling a lot worse. They might have come with some complaints about something or something they're not very happy about, and they might have had a rant, and that's okay. But you know, and and you know what it's like, don't you? When people come and complain, or or people have a whinge and a moan. Uh, But some people come and they leave you feeling uh, they don't leave you feeling better. They leave you feeling worse. We want to be people that when we when we when we meet with people, when we greet people, when we spend time with people. They want to say, you know, I've lost my like sign, but they want to say that uh, we like that. Here it is. That we like that. We want to be people that, that people like being in our presence. Not because we want to be popular, but because we want to be like Jesus. You notice that it said uh, in Mark's Gospel that even though uh, Jesus told this man not to tell anybody, he went out and told and Jesus couldn't move because everybody... Wanted to get what this man had got from Jesus. Everybody wanted to be with Jesus. Truth is, everybody doesn't want to be with us, do they? Not everybody wants to spend time with Richard. Not everybody wants to spend time with you. Because a lot of the time, we're not like Jesus. We can be miserable. We can be horrible. We can be grumpy. We can be just like Simon Cowell and Alex Ferguson. We can be not very friendly and not very nice to people. But... Our aim and our goal is to be like Jesus. It's interesting that uh, in the uh, in the NIV it says immediately the leprosy left him and he was cured. Uh, but in other versions, uh, in the uh, NRSV, for example, it says immediately the leprosy left him and he was made clean. And again, the issue here is about this person being made acceptable and being able to go back into society and live a normal life and we want to reach people's lives we want to change people's lives we do want to to heal people we do want to restore people and there are many people in our society that feel isolated that don't feel they that they belong that don't feel that they have what other people have And we want to reach out to these people. And we want to make people's lives better. So we do want to make a difference in people's lives. And on occasion, yes, we do want to see people healed. It's funny, isn't it? I was reading in uh, Christianity magazine this week um, about a a famous American healer. I I won't mention his name because the article isn't very kind. And it tells about a big conference that he put on in London. 
and uh, it speaks and the article is awful it says that the guy does nothing but try to get money out of people it says that he makes all sorts of promises that if people give give him money that uh, that God will bless them and God will heal them and then he goes into a healing thing and he says it's a bit of a sham because he, he only brings people forward who declare that they've been healed. And, and it's a terrible article. But in, in the end of the article, the thing that made me laugh is the guy says, but maybe God works through such people. And I wanted to, to, to kind of rip the article up. I wanted to get on the phone and speak to this guy. And I think, what are you saying? This guy's obviously a fraud. He's obviously ripping people off, sadly, in the name of Jesus. Well... We want to be like Jesus. Jesus was a man of compassion. We want to have hearts like Jesus that reach out to people in difficult situations. We want to have hands like Jesus that reach out and touch the untouchables. And yes, we do want to heal like Jesus because we want to make people's lives better. We've heard a little testimony from Barbara how her life was transformed because she accepted Jesus. And this morning we want to say once again that your lives can be transformed because Jesus wants to live in you. Paul talks about Jesus living in us, the hope of glory. Jesus living in us makes a difference. He changes our hearts. He changes our minds. He changes our attitudes. So let's try and be like Jesus. And let's see this week if we can, you know, reach out to somebody, if we can touch somebody in the name of Jesus and we can make somebody's life better.